Inside the interrogation room, you continue to be questioned. When you were given this assignment, was a collection of anything a part of your initial briefing? Not as such. The initial briefing mentioned containment, but not specifically collection. And up to this point, you had not submitted any reports or called in to report your progress? No. So why the sudden change to your assignments? Now, out of the blue, your task was stealing and stashing the body of Deputy Fred Jacob. A risky task, given what you've already told me about how this sickness is spreading so easily. The last two people that you know of who touched the body appeared to be infected, his wife and the coroner. Why do you think your orders changed? Someone found out something that changed the picture. We don't know what they found, need to know and all that, but it was big enough to take the risk inherent in transferring the body. But who's making these calls? Castle? No. He's retired. He's not making any calls, he's just the messenger. Are you sure? Are you 100% sure? You told me yourself you don't have handlers. Just receive written orders, but here you are, in someone else's backyard and suddenly, finding yourself with a handler you've never met, and playing out an investigation where you're not being given all the necessary info. I frown down at my coffee, unease curling through me, but I do my best to conceal my thoughts on the subject as I shrug a little and look back up. I can't be sure one way or another. Regardless, we worked with the information we had at the time. Go on. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. So last week when we were doing this story, we had left our characters at a conference room in a hotel in the city of Helena, Montana, after having a very tense conversation with a man who goes by the, or the code name of Castle, updating the mission parameters and uh, giving our agents a, a new problem they had to deal with, namely that the body of Deputy Fred Jacob needs to be recovered and delivered to the green box coordinates that you already have. So we're picking things up right from that moment. The four of you are still in that conference room. Nobody else is here. You've had that room for maybe hour and a half, two hours at this point. Nobody's been bugging you. Phone conversation's over. It's time to decide what your next plan of action is. So I'll leave that to you. All right. I'm going to close the phone up and put it back in a pocket and turn and look at the others. Well, things just got interesting. Things were already interesting. <sighs> interesting usually Things got- in my line of work usually means dead, but go on. Well, I mean interesting in the sense, uh, may you live in interesting times. Yeah, so did so, I. Close enough, I suppose. <laughs> We need to recover uh, Fred Jacob's body from the morgue and deliver it to the the green box that is here. I have the coordinates for it. And uh, Castle wants us to try to figure out where, if things started at Benthic Pharmaceutical, we need to figure out where and what happened. Because that, to me, feels the most like the smoking gun for what's going on. We'll see how accurate that is. But our our patient Zero was... um, Oh, shoot, I've lost his name. Brent McCaslin. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. That was right, yeah. Oh, I did write that down. <laughs> uh, that's our patient zero. I have not been able to find an obituary for him. Maybe he's still alive? 
Or maybe he's fallen down in a ditch somewhere. We'll find out, I imagine. So we need to recover Fred Jacobs' body. And there are legal ways to do this, and there are slightly less legal ways to do this. So what you're saying is there's legal ways to do this and quick ways to do this. There's legal ways to do this, and there are ways that can't be traced. Well, the only person at the morgue right now is Sarah, right? Um, Yes. And she kind of wouldn't let us do anything. So I don't think that option is kind of out the window. Yeah, no, would she? Rooster kind of looks at his watch. Uh, No, he doesn't have a watch. He pulls out his phone and looks at that because he's that kind of guy. And goes, I could probably distract her in a few hours. I think the easiest way to do this is to go in after dark, after our dear and darling uh, local constabulary have stopped following us around for the day, hopefully. I could uh, go distract in after her. dark. I can distract her after dark, too. I'm good with that. To be perfectly blunt, Rooster, in order to pick up and carry a adult human body, I think we're going to need your help. Damn it. <sighs> I'm reasonably strong. I'm not that strong. Shit, another body stealing. Wait, Another? you've done this before? Um, not on American soil. Let's leave it at that. Okay, so Fair how are we, if we're waiting till after Sarah's gone, are we getting this keys from Sarah? Or are we finding our own way in? River, didn't you have those keys? Did you make copies? Why would I make copies? Of course you would make copies. No, I'm with River. I probably wouldn't have made them either unless I knew we needed to get in there. I mean, I'd already looked at everything that I thought we would need in the coroner's office. All right. There is more than one person who has keys to a coroner's office, and the other person is currently a patient in the emergency room. Oh. So. Wait, so you're going to steal the body from the emergency room first and take him to go steal the other body? Well, it's not a body yet. Halsey's Halsey's still alive, yes? You're going to take the almost body from the emergency room and take him to the coroner to steal the actual body? Well, he probably doesn't have his keys on him in the emergency room. I'll have his effects somewhere in the hospital. I could probably track those down if I needed to. And he was meaning to go back down there anyway and kind of assess the situation. So I can do that before, if we're planning on doing this tonight, at some point before we leave the hospital, I can try to get that done. Yes, I think we should do that sooner rather than later, because I believe we wanted to go and check out the Oakland pit if we could before uh, Agent Gaylor got out there. Right, the Oakland pit and Benthic and... And body theft. And creepy baby. So what exactly does Castle want us to do? We need to get the body of Deputy Jacob and anyone else that we think has been affected by this illness. I think that would include the coroner and his wife. Well, they they aren't bodies at this point. Well, I mean, if it's something that's spreading, we want to cut. We don't want that to continue. Well, you you mentioned when you came in that the nurses are, have him on stricter uh, isolation precautions. Yeah, I I spoke to the head nurse and I kind of told her I told them that they need to do like airborne precautions with him. So hopefully that'll prevent any spreading within the hospital. And obviously they're used to like if anyone like a hazardous waste, all that kind of stuff, getting rid of any bodily fluids uh, safely. And washing hands if I don't I mean, again, I don't really know how this spreads or how much contact is required. So if it's out, it's out at this point. Yeah, um, I'm no disease doctor, but four of us aren't going to be able to stop a plague. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, none of us have authority to put someone in quarantine. No, I mean, theoretically, I might be able to with FBI resources. 
But that's very theoretical. That seems like a last ditch effort. Hopefully, at this point, either it's spread between other. If it's already spread to anyone else at the hospital, it's too late. If it hasn't spread for past the corner, I think we can maybe keep it to just the corner. But starting now, but it don't. If it's already out, it's past. Well, and 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 if the wife has got it, she hasn't seen anyone besides the star baby anyway. So yeah. So I was gonna make a joke about how I can't shoot germs, but um, I've got a really potentially not terrible idea. Um, Let's hear it. Don't we have another green box with random weird shit in there? We have another green box that we have access to, and I don't know what all is in there. I'm not entirely sure Castle knows what all is in there. He did mention that there was a lot of stuff that wound up in there that they had found over the years. So the problem with that is that we don't know what's in there and we don't know what it does. And now doesn't seem like the time to be experimenting. I mean, we also had looks around. We had some pretty heavy weapons in ours, too. I mean, it's not going to stop the germs, but... What use would we have for heavy weapons? I mean, if normal disinfectants don't, don't work against this thing, then if there's something that does work in the green box, we wouldn't know what it is. Exactly. I don't know. All I know is that I'm starting to feel under-equipped here with these a lot of this weird shit with a 45 and an AR. Well, as has been mentioned before, knowledge is the strongest weapon against the unnatural. So the best that we can do is get as much information as we can Rory, can can you go back to the emergency room and uh, see if you can find his keys? I need to. Castle said he was going to run this up the flagpole to A-cell, but I'm going to follow up and do the same. Uh, yes, I will. Let me go ahead and do that now. That way, as soon as I get back, we can maybe, if we're heading out anywhere, we can do that sooner rather than later. At some point, I would still like to check out this green box so we know what kind of supplies and material we have to lean on. In case we do need. Um, well, not to be morbid, but it sounds like we're going to be out there tonight. Right. That's where we have to drop it off. All right. That's where we're taking it And I'd rather not let our neighbor, our tail, know where that is as well. Yeah, fair point. So if unless there's anything else you guys need before, I'm going to head down to Agent Halsey and see if I can figure out where his belongings are. Okay, and, and, and as soon as he leaves, uh, Rowan pops her, her laptop open again and starts writing the email that I sent to you, Tom. Understood. All right. So, um, Agent Rory, you head back in the hospital, head in the hallways towards the ER and the isolation room that they've already set up over there. And upon arrival, you see that they've, they've, they've followed your protocols or your suggestions. They're treating it like an airborne contagion, and they're wearing face coverings when they go inside. And when you enter, there are two nurses that are attending to um, uh, the coroner, Coroner Halsey. He's still um, unresponsive. Machines are hooked up to him. He's not on a breather, so it's not like he's in coma or something like that. It's just IV and fluids and whatnot, bodily functions or what, kind of weak vitals. But he seems stable, as far as you can tell. So one of the nurses um, sees you and nods to you as you come in. She's just taking notes in the chart, you know, kind of current updates and whatnot, making sure everything's fine. Uh, doesn't pay a lot of attention to you. She's just doing her job. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, do I see the head nurse that I had spoken to earlier? In the room, there's just a single nurse, uh, just okay. one of the girls on the rounds. You haven't seen her before. Okay. I think I will, I guess, ask if there's any updates. 
Hi, this uh, name's Dr. Redacted. Uh, I've been helping out with this patient. Uh, any updates since looks at his watch about now, the last hour? Uh, um, doctor, uh, what do you, you shouldn't be, um, you're under, your protection, protection gear is under, you should have a face shield at least and some gloves. He would have, uh, he would have, like, if, if that there was, there was, there would have been, like, like, before he going in, he probably would have okay, all right. put on so his you, mask you, and gloves, yeah. You, you got your precautions right. All right, so she, she nods to you, um, looks at you a little curiously, because she hadn't seen you before, doesn't quite know who you are, but you have that air of confidence, casualness, and like you've, you're supposed to be here, and you've been here before, you're talking. So she gives you kind of a moment's pause before she says, well, no, there really hasn't been any changes. We have started treating him with a sodium bicarbonate. The contents of his stomach are somewhat disturbing. We're trying to clean that out. Um, and the doctors ordered a chelation therapy as well. We think we may have some positive results from that. Otherwise, at least he's stable at least. And nothing doesn't okay. change. Uh, good. And then where might his personal effects be? I did want to check something with that. Oh, we had those bagged up in that, that locker over there by the corner. Okay, perfect. And then I believe I left my number with the head nurse. So if there's any updates, please let me know. Keep me updated. Uh, and I will be back. And then I will dip out uh, from, the, oh, okay. from that specific room. Okay, doctor. Sure, sure, we'll do that. She, she doesn't pay you much mind at this point. Goes back to t- charting her notes and whatnot, taking a look at the patient, lifting up his arm, examining both sides, the skin, and doing just doing general observatory things she has to do as part of her rounds. So opening up the locker, uh, they've got his clothes, his shoes, everything's bagged up. And then fortunately for you, the contents of his pockets are in a separate bag. They didn't just put it on one bag. So there's his wallet. You know, there's a, there's a watch. Uh, his house keys, for instance. It, this, uh, that's about it for his, his, his pocket contents. So I'm looking at the keys. It's a key ring. It's got about eight or nine keys on it. Might be what you're looking for. Uh, yeah, I'll grab any keys that I see. Probably house keys and anything else that looks like it's a key. Or a key card, anything like that. Yeah, there is no, no card. As long no as it doesn't go to a lodge and a septic tank, I'm okay with this. Yeah, we'll be all right. <laughs> only eight keys on there. Who knows? Who knows what they're There were eight to. keys on the other one. It's a coincidence only, I'm sure. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Jinx, get me a beer. So there's a key ring with eight keys? Yep, eight keys. Okay, so that's all he would take. And then he would close it and slip it into his pocket and head back. All right, heading back. Um, she pays you no mind as you leave. And the hospital seems to be... Um, just busy. There's people moving about. There's there's hospital noises, activity, patients and doctors and whatnot. So you very casually move through the the crowd and the people that are there like you belong, which is something you're you're used to doing. Returning to the conference room in maybe you know, four or five minutes. All right, uh, we are good. Whenever I've got his keys, and I kind of jingle them a little bit, put them back in my pocket. Did you run them through a sanitizing something? He immediately drops them on the table and goes and grabs some wipes and washes his hands and then starts wiping down the keys. And so the doctor very carefully, COVID idiot. very carefully, very thoroughly, makes sure those keys and that key ring are cleaned and rewashes his hands a few times over in the corner sink and returns. All right. And, and, as, and as he comes back, I'll close my laptop and nod and say, well, I have no idea when A-Cell will reply or if they will, but... At least now people outside of this little town know what's going on. All right. Uh, so are we headed to the pit? Are we headed? Did you find out any more about that Benthic Corporation? What's the plan as of before, I guess, between now and 
tonight's activities. Nightfall. So what do you guys know about Benthic anyway? What what have you learned so far? I've learned that my character doesn't know what the word means, even though I do. I, I believe I already checked for uh, EPA files and found nothing on them. Right. Yeah, They're date, a pharmaceutical no company, right? Yeah. So it would be, like I said, FDA would have complaints about them if they existed. And that's uh, it would take a while to get those back. You can send some emails if you have some friends. But yeah, there's nothing you can find immediately. If you do any kind of Google search, no immediate stories. You know, no troubling stories, no lawsuits, right? Uh, no strange incidents that were reported. A basic Google search with this company, you get very little. So the Benthic Corporation is a pharmaceutical company. It's, it's located just outside of Helena, Montana. The, their website is like the most basic, boring, simplistic site that gives you nothing about the company whatsoever. It's just almost like just reserving a page, basically. It tells you nothing about the directors. It does give you an address and some contact information, like phone numbers and a fax number if you want to, for some reason, want to fax them something. Do we know what kind of drugs they make? Can we figure that out? Mm. It should be pretty easy. It should be with a little bit of research. And if anyone wants to roll bureaucracy, maybe I will let Rowan dig into that. I got a 40 in bureaucracy. What you got, River? I've got a 50. I've got a 30. Rory's got the bureaucratic stuff down. Actually, maybe Rory, um, you've dealt with these pharmaceutical companies before, frankly. In in your profession, these guys love doctors. And they love the cell doctors. I got a 72. Got a seventy-two. <laughs> well, with, with the, your basic knowledge, just your basic. Oh, knowledge, okay. At fifty, so nothing. Uh, from what you know, is Benthic's been working on a lot of these more cutting-edge therapeutic, kind of more high-tech drugs to deal with unusual conditions, right? Nothing that's mass-marketed. Okay. It's not like a high blood so like pressure, spe- like specialty something. stuff. Specialty stuff dealing with genetic disorders, maybe, or uh, weird, rare okay. cancers. Or other strange foreign diseases that nobody in America really has, but there's a small market for. Just a lot of minor things like that. They have a couple of patents dealing with some minor drugs that you would never prescribe. You've never used their stuff before. And they're listed as, as far as you know, as research. They're a pharmaceutical research company looking into who knows what. So they're more of, of, of like a boutique pharmaceutical than a mass market uh, pharmaceutical? Yeah, they're not that big. Yeah, they're not mass market. They're not really nationwide. They're, they're covering smaller niche things. and But it's something that, Rowan, you haven't heard of them. Uh, this, they've never come in nope. your radar. And then River as well, they've never come in your radar from the EPA standpoint. You've never heard of them either. Uh, but Rory's, because pharmaceuticals and doctors, you know, just a little bit about them. Maybe they probably sponsored at least one luncheon at the <laughs> hospital. <laughs> right. <laughs> That he had that Rory Path paid attention to while he was enjoying the free food. <laughs> Not in California anymore. Yeah, interestingly really? enough. No, that's a, enough, that, they can't do that in California anymore. Well, they would actually be schmoozing some military hospital guys. It's really more their market as opposed to the general masses and like your doctor on the, on the Kaiser doctor or whatnot. They're more looking towards the odd specialty situation where at the VA, you've got some guy who came back from Iraq or whatever with a weird disease then maybe they have to have something that works for this particular guy. So they're they're more that type of pharmaceutical lab. So yeah, I think, Rory, you would have heard of them. You actually would have, not real familiar, but they fed some people higher up the food chain than you. You know, they got some have friends in higher places. Sorry, have I heard of them or any of these drugs or anything or anything ring a bell? Because you mentioned weird military VA stuff. Would I have any... Let me think of a good... Uh, I don't imagine you would, but give me an unnatural roll. Let me know what you get, if you're successful on that. Unnatural? Oh, good luck with that. The what? Yeah, I, I've i got 0%. Okay. 
So I was going to say, I was just going to gloss over the fact that he has points in unnatural. <laughs> I have zero percent. How can I? I guess he has zero percent unnatural. Apparently. Can I roll unnatural? I failed. Wait, why is there no check on anything? I can't. I can't, you can't fail on that. No, you can't fail that one. You don't. You don't. It's like you earn. There are ways it's to like impre- Cthulhu mythos. Yeah. You oh, earn unnatural okay. by things happening to your your poor character. Okay, Cthulhu mythos. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's I good. got a sixty-seven out of zero. Can I roll you didn't unnatural? Get it? Straight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think uh, I think River. If, if River knew something, he probably forgot it. So unfortunately, okay. Good point. Yeah. So that's. I mean, th- this is a, a company that you have. Sp- some information about, but not very much, and they're okay. not—they're very not very public. Uh, there's not a lot out there to know about them. Uh, they seem very private. They're out in the countryside of Montana, uh, doing who knows what. Oh boy! Um, did our Google search turn up what the definition of what benthic means? Um, if you do Google search, you can—you'll learn that it pertains to, to life in the in the what's it's the, like the bottom the, layer of the ocean, sea. right? Yeah. It's deep, yeah. the bottom layer of the ocean, or even maybe deep lakes, but it's the the ecosystem of that area. If that area is the benthic zone, the bottom feeding creatures and the things that live down there that are essential to life, everything above it in the whole system. It usually refers to the um, the seafloor, deep sea. Yeah, and there is benthic with regards to lakes or deep lakes as well, but it mostly is pertains to the ocean and life at that level. That's more common. Yeah, so that's your first, on your Google search, that's what comes up first. And then later on down the page, you actually find the Benthic Corporation. You know, it's not something that's that's high up in the, the search engine results. Hey, Rory, you know more about these companies than I do. All I know is they fed me stuff they make when I got, yeah, when I got I shot. Yeah, I know, it, from what I know, that's like a specialty, they do like specialty meds for like rare medical conditions, like almost no one would be on them. The few people that would, it would be like highly priced, obviously costs a lot to make specialty meds. And so the treatment would be really expensive if for the few people that it would apply to if they got it even approved. So um, the shit that VA insurance isn't going to cover. Basically. So uh. here's my question, though. Do these kind of companies usually pick appropriate names that or do they just come up with a weird name that sounds good? I mean, with any drug name, it's just whatever you can just kind of there's more and more drugs come out there. Few, fewer and fewer names you can come up with. Sometimes it's related to the drug itself. Usually it's not. I, um, I meant more about well, that's, the company. Well, that's drug name. I meant more about the company because if Benthic is oh. bottom of the ocean and then we have a star child and star people i I don't know i'm wondering it's i guess it's possible i don't know about yeah when they when they pick real words it usually means something yeah you wouldn't take you wouldn't name your company company job i got it remember i said that it was an alien crash landed and with the heavy metals that impregnated the woman they crash landed in the ocean first and then it was their escape pod that came out of the ocean and landed in Montana. Or is there a big lake somewhere? Wait, there's a big okay. lake nearby, isn't there? Uh, I well, lake, I think we should lake go check Lissoula out this. It used to be here, but but it hasn't for for millions of years. How old are you? I read history and geology. Oh right. Um, does anyone else have anything we need to get done at the hospital, or should we get going? I, I, I think that we should get going if we want to check out the Oakland pit before Agent Gaylor gets there. Well, what's our in at Benthic? I mean, I, I, I know how to investigate this sort of place, but I usually go in with a search warrant. Were we able to find out if there's a, if they are, are stationed anywhere near here? We found the, the location. I can pretend to be sick. 
Did we, we, did, we did find a location for... I mean, one yeah. thing we can do is we just call them and, and find out if they ha- have uh, Brent McClaskin working for them. Yeah, you guys do have the location. And um, as I mentioned last time, conveniently enough, as you were looking through the uh, Agent Roman's notes, trying to tie them with a sheriff, uh, Deputy Sheriff Fred Jacob, the location he ran into the, the patient zero, Brent McCaslin, as you discovered, uh, was about a mile and a quarter from where Benthic's laboratory is. Right. Okay. And so do we know where that is in relation to the pit? Yeah, you, have, you have an address. It's um, not that close to the pit, frankly. They're both here in the county. They're both in Lewis and Clark County, uh, but they're not next to each other. Uh, maybe they're a half an hour apart. So I one wouldn't be on the is, way. Right. I think it would probably be a good idea to check out the pit first because Agent Gaylor indicated that she wanted to go there soon. And if we want to get there before she does, then I that's, think we go today. And we good. go to Benthic Corporation tomorrow if, we, if this takes longer than I think it will. I'm down with that. All right, packing everything up, heading out of the hospital. So um, as yep. you guys you guys exit the hospital, go back to find your Range Rover where you left it. Nothing appears to be out of the ordinary. Um, you, but using your keen senses of observation and your natural suspicions, you very quickly eye uh, our friend Deputy Eric Phillips. Um, he's he's a, just down the parking lot, maybe about eight or nine cars away, sitting in his vehicle. It's the same unmarked vehicle he's been using all day. So no change there. Hey, Eric, Eric, in the Eric Hayes. Eric Hayes, yes. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. like Phillips. Who the hell's Phillips? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll wave hi to him. You get a head nod, head nod in response. I want to kind of surreptitiously look around a bit because it's bothering me how obvious he is about this. He, it's just screaming diversion to keep our attention. Uh, give me an awareness roll. Uh, alertness, alertness. You mean? alertness. Same thing. Yeah. Forty-four. Uh, which your alertness is? is that a, no, is it forty-four? What's, oh, what's your alertness 60, level? Out of sixty, but isn't that a crit? So that's a critical yeah. success in the Delta Green system. Rooster is on high alert uh, and just makes a quick mental note of everyone around. Uh, scans the parking lot very thoroughly, uh, just making sure, looking for anything unusual, unusual vans, vehicles, trucks, whatever. Um, and after kind of a careful look back and forth, uh, you feel pretty confident. You don't see nothing else unusual, no other tales, no one else staring at you, and nothing else here that, that makes you feel uneasy. So you, you feel like, it, other than our friend, Detective Deputy Hayes, it appears to you that there's nothing else here. So either we don't have another tale and he's just really bad at this, or we're being tailed some other way. Could go either way. I, this guy is just got the hackles going up from this dude and he's way too obvious this guy is terrible at this i would know about devices that could be attached to vehicles for tracking not least because the fbi would do things like that if if (laughs) uh if if rooster is just busy keeping you know eyes on him from Hayes, i'd like to look over the vehicle like on the underside and the the bumpers and check to see if there's anything that i would recognize as a tracking device agent rowan you have in the past placed gps tracking devices on suspects cars with a with a warrant per most most of the time of course but it's essentially it's usually wheel well or under the under the metal body and bumper there's a bunch of places that you guys have covertly place these magnetized GPS trackers on suspects' cars. So you do a, a very thorough check of the entire uh, vehicle and find nothing. All right. So I'll, I'll straighten up and, and straighten my blazer and look at Rooster and say, well, if they have other ways of tracking us, they're not ways that I know. 
unless they found a way to get a tracker on our phones or something. All right, let's let's get in the car and talk about this more in the car because at this point he knows we're looking for something. Yeah, there's no reason to think that the sheriff's department is uh, doing something wrong. They're just suspicious of the feds. Yeah, this is just this feels like an excessive level of suspicion. From me or from him? Even no, from him. Oh, okay. I mean, I've been accused of being excessive, but not usually of suspicion. We're used to your level of suspicion. Yes. Now, I, I, I have experience with, with sheriff departments, and they're not usually this level of suspicious, even of the feds. But maybe it's different out here in backwaters. I've heard things about Montana. The four of you get inside the Range Rover. Of course, Rooster's driving, uh, as is custom. And head out. So um, if you're heading towards Oakland Pit, let me know, or there's some other stop you want to make on the way. Stop stopping at 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 a, at a Starbucks drive through for coffee because not a bad idea. All right, on the way out of town, <laughs> yeah, drive, just they, they've got to drive. Rowan, Rowan's a little bit of a coffee fiend. Out of it's, curiosity, what is Rowan's drink? <laughs> I think they'd know by now. You should probably let them. Know. No, no, no. They probably. I'm curious. Is this? Is she like just a black drip coffee? Is she an espresso fiend? Is she an all sugar no coffee? What are we talking here? So she she gets um she gets white mochas, but they it only has like one pump of of the uh, the, the the white mocha syrup in it, and like two pumps of caramel syrup because she 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 likes the sweetener, but uh, Starbucks goes a little bit overboard sometimes. So she goes for the the, the lower the lower sugar content, higher espresso, but it's still flavored. And anyone else getting coffee on the way out of it town? Is, it is. Uh, Rory would probably get an iced americano. Go for it. And what about River? What's River drink? This late in the afternoon? Yeah, it's three o'clock. It's it's the day is you need that bit of coffee to keep it going. It's three afternoon. This is very we're going body story. Sna- we're going body snatching tonight. You need caffeine. <laughs> I'll just have an iced tea. Unsweet. They're not even a chai tea latte or nothing like that. Oh. Oh, that has so much sugar in it. That's oh, perfect. And then Rooster is getting something. What's he getting? He's getting a uh just a Trenta Black. He's going with the 30 black ounces coffee. of black coffee. Yep. Right. And then as soon as he's done with it, while they're driving, he cracks open an energy drink and, and chases it. Excellent. This will be fun. All right. The I- fact that Rooster's not like vibrating out of his skin all of the time is kind of amazing to me. Maybe he That's is. my secret. I'm always sleepy. So the Oakland Pit is located in the southeast corner of Lewis and Clark County. It's essentially this area uh, is an old a copper mine uh, back in the days when they would just dig they just dig and dig and dig and dig and dig and scrape out the dirt and get little bits of whatever you know the minerals they're looking for and they make a mess they would just dig these massive massive pits so the oakland pit is really a giant man-made lake is an old copper mine that's now been filled up in the bottom at least with a bunch of highly polluted water um, as river would know this is an epa a super fun site it's due to the the, the results of this uh, mining process and the thing, the minerals that were already in the ground and the chemicals they used to pull the, pull the minerals out that they needed to leach the, the good minerals out. They use a lot of caustic chemicals and acids and whatnot to get to the just, just the valuable stuff. And everything else is there, still at the bottom of this pit. So uh, a long time ago, this pit was shut down for environmental reasons. But lately, it has been reopened to with, with certain limitations because what's happening is there's a, there's a Montana Mineral Company is leasing the pit, and they're essentially pulling the water out and filtering the water 
and getting all these heavy metals and things out of the water. And then just the, the treated water goes to other mining processes and whatnot. They can use it in fracking or whatever fun things they like to do with this kind of semi-treated water. So it, there is an industrial um, process going. It's, it's really just large pumps and pipes pulling the water out slowly, filtering it, getting this all these great heavy metals and copper and whatnot out of it. There's a little bit of actually a, a tourist stand as you guys approach. Somebody set up a little tourist stand here that sells little Montana t-shirts, pictures of the state, and other little knickknacks and whatnot by the side of the road. And there's a little platform and there's a little history of, of mining in Montana that's been set by the side of the road. Um, as you guys approach, it's about four o'clock in the afternoon. There's nobody here at this little knickknack stand or the little tourist platform that somebody had erected at one time, maybe a decade ago or so. Uh, it's, it's not the greatest of tourist locations. It's not really a, a, a draw. You know, come see our, our ancient copper mine and the, the polluted water in the bottom of it. But at some point, there were stories. There were actual stories written about this pit. And if, if River digs into it some more, there have been some scientific studies about little, little biological, um, strange biology, fungus, and other things that, that actually survive in this hostile environment. You guys arrive. You guys can park. There's ample parking. There's no, no other cars here. There's nobody here I in this parking area. It's, it's pretty at the knickknack shop. Can yeah, I there's look a guy there, a but there's yeah, there's no customers. I want to look for a T-shirt that says, "I went to the Oakland pit and all I got was heavy metal poisoning." Give me a luck roll. <laughs> we don't have luck in this. I thought. Yeah, our luck. Everyone's is luck 50? is fifty. Just permanently oh, fifty. Oh, okay. Forty. All right. Yeah, digging around um, somewhere in the back, you find it. It is an extra large, a little bit. Yeah, it'll, like a joke, you can work with it. Someone gave. But it's an extra large black T-shirt with stenciled in, screw it with the, uh, with that with that screen printing process they use. You, you find the shirt you're looking for. What do the rest of you want to do? Does this mining operation have like a trailer or something, some kind of office? Yeah. So as you arrive and look over the pit itself, um, this particular site is a uh, pretty big. The actual um, diameter. Let me find it for you here in the notes. It's it's basically almost a half a mile of, of diameter. Uh, I should know. Circ- the, uh, yeah, that, diameter is the right word. Not radius, but diameter of the entire area. And it's deep. So, I mean, the mine operation just basically went down and down and down and down into the ground. And so sitting well below uh, what the water water table level would be is where the, the rest of this kind of lake, for a better word, is. And it's a bunch of this kind of brackish looking dark water, greenish hue to it sits down there, maybe a good 150 feet below where you're standing before you actually reach the water level. And there are some old like driveways and ramps where the construction equipment was slowly circled to get down there. That's all fenced off. But at the far corner from where you are, let's say if you're looking at it, it'd be like around 10 o'clock on a clock dial. You can see the there's a building over there with a pumping building, pumping station. There's some old, uh, there's some pipes that have been built to go down into the water there's it's some power lines to it, but it's a pretty small facility. There's not much to it. Okay, is there is, is there a road to it or something? Yeah, you, yeah, you can drive a road around the uh, pit. There's a road that circles it. It's pretty easy to go. It's is there a cell road. service out here? Looking at your cell phones, you do have service. Yes. Cool. All right. Once once Rooster is done making his his purchase, we'll we'll drive around to to that building because I feel like we want to check that out. Five bucks for that shirt. Great deal. All expensive for a t-shirt. Yeah. It's really not. That's going to fall apart in like three washings. <laughs> washings. <laughs> so, uh, you all figure anything out while I was distracting the only person around here? You mean in the like two minutes it took for you to buy that t-shirt? 
It took longer than two minutes, at least four. There's not really anything to see from up here except for the uh, unnatural color of the water. We're, we're going to go have a look at the pumping station. So the four of you get back into the vehicle, the Range Rover, and drive around. Let me just check something real fast here. Is, is somebody following us? Um, looking back through the rearview mirror, um, there is that white unmarked, which just pulls into the little uh, knick-knack souvenir shop where you, as you guys leave. Great. Um, it stops there as you drive down this road, this access road, heading towards the pumping station. I swear I'm going to drop caltrops behind us at some point. What? Cow droppings? <laughs> cow caltrops. They're 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 a medieval weapon is the kindest thing you can call them. They were meant originally to lame horses and now you can use them to uh take out tires. Oh, anti-infantry spikes. Got it. Basically, yes. Uh, so the four of you pull up in the Range Rover um in front of this pumping station. Uh there it's uh there's a pavement area. There's about four or five parking spaces is all there is here. There's some like like uh, loading areas for heavy machinery to, to move things out, but there's no trucks there at the moment, and the loading area seems to be inactive. Uh, the, the pumps are whirring. As you stop the car, you can hear the, the sound of the engines, the motors turning and turning and turning and turning, it's processing things through. Um, it looks like, from what you can see, like a mostly automated facility. There's not a lot of people here. There is a door to an office which is attached to all the, uh, the station, um, all the machinery. You don't see much. There's a door. It's got some blinds. The blinds are closed. No other humans walking around. There are. Uh, there's one vehicle. One vehicle parked here already. What kind of vehicle? It's a small pickup truck. Uh, maybe about uh, 12 years old. Does it have just regular plates or are they government plates? Yeah, looking at the plates, it's Montana plates. Um, there's a NRA sticker on the back. And there's also a little little flag of Mexico in the, the back corner uh, with the passenger side. Wonder what the what connection they have to Mexico. Interesting. River, do you want to take the lead as EPA, or do you want me to go in as FBI? Well, uh, I should probably take the lead, but they're not going to like me. Probably not. I mean, if they're expe- I, they're probably I, expecting I, a visit. If Agent Gaylor's had anything, she's been calling him at all. I don't know. Well, didn't we tell her that we were coming out here before her, and she seemed to be kind of okay once? Don't once remember glasses where we here. left that. Well, Glasses here said that uh, she seemed to realize we were, or think that we were here to cover something up, so we could probably use that excuse and Gaylor will go with it. Probably, but I suspect that Gaylor will want to have a look at things as well. She strikes me as a very thorough person. Right, I'm just saying she'll back up the cover. Fair enough. I mean, unless you want me to just clear the place. No, let's, let's, let's try the diplomatic way first. All right. So um, is, is River taking the lead on this, right? Yeah. All right. So heading into there, um, you guys, do you walk, just open up the office door? What's the process? Are we all going in? Up to you. Yeah, I'll go up and it looks like uh, a fairly sil- try the door. If it's a small, small looking office, Rory might stay outside. But if it looks like it's pretty big, you would follow them in. It, it does look like a small operation. Okay. Uh, Rory might let River and Rowan at least go in initially and wait. Uh, and yeah. Rooster, your thoughts? Yeah, I was, I was going to say the same thing. Okay. Right, I'm going to sit outside and vape. Good idea. So um, heading inside, uh, River and Rowan enter into the office. Um, as you enter, the door swings. It's a squeaky kind of old door. The little vertical blinds sh- uh, shake a little bit as you open the door uh, to the inside. Uh, you enter what looks like a construction office. And so, River, you've seen these places before, obviously, in your investigation. It's kind of a it seems really makeshift. You know, it's um, the, the material is kind of iffy. 
Uh, there's a lot of uh, file cabinets, desks, and things very functional, not really that livable. Just an area where they have to do their work and they have to store their paperwork, uh, but they don't really care much about the conveniences or the aesthetics of the interior of the office. So it's a that dirty construction office-looking place, but crowded, not a lot of illumination, uh, kind of just crappy walls and old file cabinets and whatnot. Uh, as you go in, there's one individual sitting at a desk. It's got kind of a little L-shaped desk in the corner, which is just crammed with paperwork and a couple of old, uh, those big gulp cups, uh, the old computer terminal, the CRT kind of computer as opposed to our, our more modern screens. Uh, and he looks up from what he's doing very curiously. Uh, doesn't seem scared or concerned. He's a, he's a larger man, um, Hispanic descent, uh, short cropped hair, you know, darker skin. Uh, he's got a, a work shirt on. It's a little bit dirty. He just sits at his desk for a moment with a kind of confused but curious look as he watches the two of you enter into his office. He doesn't say anything. He just watches you with a raised eyebrow, kind of wondering what this is all about. I'll go up to him and uh, say, uh, good afternoon. I'm Agent Redacted with the EPA, and I show him my credentials. Oh, oh yes. Um, uh, my name is uh, Jesus Perez. I... Uh, what 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 can I do for you? And I will say in Spanish, nice to meet you, and uh, I I hope we won't bother you too much. Oh, good. So um, he responds in, to you in Spanish. In, he says, "Yeah, he's in, uh, in very poor Spanish." Uh, he'll say, "Thank you very much, uh, gracias, you know." He says, uh, "What is it that brings you to my worksite today?" And then I'll switch back to English for this. And and uh, well, you know, we've we've had some. Uh, Reports of uh, some sickness, and uh, you know, we just want to check things out to be sure we don't have anything really pointing to this location. But you know, it, it's it's something we need to just you know be be, be extra cautious on. Oh, I, sir, what what do you need? I, what do you, what's it you need for me? Oh well, well, we'll just do a routine review of uh, your records and, and look at some samples for analysis. Um, um, has, right, any, right, has anybody right been now? snooping around the area that you oh, know of? Oh no, no, uh, we we don't get a lot of, of snoopers. It's uh, it's not a good place for people to snoop. It's uh, besides us, that is. Yeah, it's you know, you know the the water is not not good water. No one goes in the water. Oh, uh, we, absolutely. We don't not. allow anyone to go in the water. That's it's against the rules to, to for anyone to go inside the water. That's good. So I mean, I'm I'm just gonna kind of do do my thing. <laughs> I mean, I do want to get some samples of like you know the water before and after they've processed it, and you know just kind of look around and inspect, see any leaks or, or anything that you know catches my eye as as being a right, possible and then, violation. While River is doing that, is anything Rowan wants to do? Because. Uh, for, for this process to happen, basically our friend Mr. Perez is going to have to leave this office, take River back to where all the machinery is, and go to where an early part of the pipe where the pump is right out of the lake and get a sample from that. And then a later part of the process, there's, a, there's several stages there which do not involve office work. Rowan, do you want to go along with them or do you want to maybe do something else? Are, are they leaving me alone in the office? Well, not yet, but um, if he's going to help uh, this EPA fellow with his samples, he's going to have to leave the office. So, sure. With the illnesses that 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 have been turning up, I want to have a look at the at the personnel records um, and at the. I want to go dig in through paperwork. Yeah. All right. So here's what we do then. Um, River. Ins- That's what I do, man. <laughs> River insists, of course, that we need to sip. He needs to check the water. He needs to check from the, the immediate 
the, the very first what, pipes come right out of the lake. Get a sample. So you, he uh, reluctantly gets up, gets his keys, leads you out and over out of the office. So the two outside, you guys um, notice the river and this, this large Hispanic gentleman uh, leave the office. He, he has walked down maybe 10 feet to another door, opening up to the machinery. He, he guides you into the machinery. This is the pump system. So there's there's a bunch of there's power generators and pumps and tubes and pipes and the storage for a lot of these the water and things they, and minerals and things they collect and sludge and whatnot. But he leads you through this whole area, shows you where the initial intake is. You guys see the process. So while we're at that, Agent Rowan, if you give me a, uh, I'm thinking bureaucracy. Is there something else you'd rather use for this investigation? No, bureaucracy is probably my best option there, uh, unless you'd accept search for some reason. You know what? Let's search. Is, uh, I'll accept that. That's probably better. Give me a search roll. Tell me how you do. Okay. Do, 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 do. Ooh, neat. That is a, oh, that's an 11 out of out of 52. That's that's a good roll. Crit. Yeah, that's a very good roll. <laughs> so uh, while, while we have Agent River just taking his time, gathering samples, looking very carefully at the water, You've got your gloves on and your mask and whatnot. You're, you're prepared for this. You take your time collecting your samples and being a very thorough job. In the other office, uh, Agent Rowan, um, your initial, of course, read through the paperwork. You see nothing in the immediate files, in the file cabinets and the computer and whatnot. A couple of minutes in, maybe we'll say eight to ten minutes in, you get a little bit, you, see, you, know, you feel like this is short circuit this process and you start digging in the bottom of desk drawers and looking for false bottoms and whatnot. It doesn't take too long to find beneath his, it's in his desk, he's got one, um, the main drawer, right? The one right beneath where he sits. Um, there's a false bottom to that. And pulling that up, um, you find that he's got an envelope there with a whole bunch of $100 bills stashed in and a little ledger uh, with dates. And at each of these dates, there's a little note of, of payments received. You know, each time it looks like it's 500 bucks next to every one of these dates. They appear to be about every two weeks. The most recent of these indications of receiving funds would have been on September the 14th of this year. That's the last one on the little on his little sheet of, of date and money coming in. So the date 500, date 500, date 500, until September the 14th. Uh, otherwise, looking through the rest of his, his documents, it just looks like standard boring business equipment. This, But this is a little obviously unusual. A, a little a little different. Is there anything in the ledger to indicate where the money is coming from? It's cash. It doesn't say anything. Just re- it notes the receipt of $500 on each of these dates. And they seem to be about two-week intervals, with that date being the most recent of the two-week intervals. Okay. I just, I just like sit back on my heels a little bit and just look at them at all that for a moment and decide, am I going to use this as leverage? Or am I going to leave this alone? But this feels this feels important. So I'm going to open the door, stick my head out and say, Hey, Rooster. Yep. In a couple of minutes, I'm probably going to need some help with intimidation. You up for it? <laughs> Armed or muscled? Muscled. All right. Yeah, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll bring Rooster into the office and show him the ledger, the money, and be like, I feel like our friend is uh, involved in some extracurricular activities. Okay. And we'll say Rory comes in as well, because he doesn't want to hang out outside by himself. Yeah. Cool. Come on in. Unless you want me to keep watch. Up to you. Nah, come on in. Okay. I was I was planning on keeping watch and giving her a knock when he was on his way back, but this is more fun. So um, <laughs> here's what we'll do. When River comes back, about eight to ten minutes later after collecting all of his samples with Mr. Perea in tow, and Mr. Perea is, is just talking about 
you know, the usual, the trucks come at one day a week and the trucks pick up all, all the, basically, we have one truck that picks up the heavy metals and useful material. And we have a different truck that comes on a different date picking up the water, you know, but it's, it's all regular as clockwork. Everything's working here. We have permits, you know, that we're a license. The EPA is aware, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's just giving you the spiel, right? Can I roll oh. a human on him just to see, is he you know, nervous about anything? Is he trying to lead my attention away from anything in particular? Yeah, that's excellent. Give me a human roll. Let me know how you do. And, and and also, I want to say when when he does come back into the office, I'm sitting behind the I'm sitting at the desk with my feet propped up on the desk. I was literally <laughs> about to say the same thing. Nope, th- 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 this is this is mine. You're ju- you're just here to be uh, my backup. <laughs> All right, I'm standing I'm standing right behind her, just leaning on the wall. So River, what'd you get? Cross, just minutes. sitting there. I got a zero four out of fifty. Oh, that's successful. Ooh. So you, you can tell the longer this goes on, um, he just seems to get a little more uncomfortable. Um, you don't know why, but there's something about this guy that he's more so than the usual. You've done a lot of inspections and investigations, but he's a little uneasy, more uneasy than what you usually see. And you've seen some criminal environmental behavior in your time. But um, you open the door for him to let him step into the office. And the first thing he sees upon returning to the office is Agent Rowan sitting at his own desk with her feet propped up on a stack of dirty files that he was working on just earlier. And now there's two other people in the room, uh, right behind her, of course, flanked by Rooster. And Rory, where would Rory be? He would probably be looking kind of right behind her, too, looking at everything. As he, I mean, as he came in, he'd probably step, take a step back and lean against the wall. This is like Mafia Dawn with two muscle behind her. Oh, so hold hold on. If Rory's going to be behind Rowan, I want to be on the opposite side of the room, standing there so that I can be behind the guy who just came in. Uh, Ooh, I like go. that better. There we go. So, um, Jesus pauses at the doorway. River, you pause behind him. And he kind of doesn't have a lot to see. He looks at Rowan, glances about the room. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Um, Come in. Come in, Mr. Perez. Uh, Please. Perez. Um, Perez, excuse me. um, what's, 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 What's going on? And I have the ledger and the envelope sitting on top of the desk, and I'm just going to reach over with two fingers and push them across the desk, and then just, like, sit back and look at him with a raised eyebrow, my fingers steepled against my chin. Oh, he, he, he sighs and, and lowers his head for a moment, like, um, he knows, like, he knows, he's, he, he's caught, he's got that look on his face. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, what do you want? I want to know who the payments are coming from. I want to know what they are for. I want to know what's going on here. And um, if, if I tell you, uh, then what? Depends on what you tell me. Is this, are you EPA? Am I speaking to the... I'll, I'll, I'll pull my badge out and flip it open. Uh, FBI, special agent. He's, he's, he's a little more worried than that than he was originally. It's the bigger problem. Yeah, because Rowan never, Rowan never identified herself when she came in because she was letting Rory take the lead, or uh, River take the lead, excuse me. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Um, Look, we don't want the little guys. We want the big guys. I, I cut a deal. I, I can I testify or whatever. You, you give me immunity? God damn it, this is too easy. Man, I was going to make this guy squirm. I, I'm going to pick up a pen from from the desk and throw it at at uh, Rooster at this point. Dexterity. I want to try and catch it. Go for it. <laughs> I love this. Damn it. 
83 out of yes. by the head. All right. So um, Jesus steps forward a little bit, still uncomfortable, still nervous, but he's he's surrounded by these four people. His his instincts are telling him he's he's there's no way he's getting out of this. Uh, he's so he steps forward a little bit sheepishly, looks over at Agent Rowan, doesn't quite meet your sunglassed eyes. Says, "Listen, uh, what 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 do you need? What do you need to know? I'm, I'm, what?" I need to know who the payments are from, what they are for, what ex- what exactly is going on here. Okay, um, we have I, I have a little I have arrangement made. I it's it's just a we're keeping something in the lake for this company. They asked me to keep it here, and then nobody so no one can get it. It's the lake. No one goes in the lake. You see, the lake is off. It's off limits. You know. So it's safe. It's it's a secure place. They keep something um, in the water. I, I keep it here for them. Whenever they come, they come. Uh, um, they come like every two weeks. They to come to check on it, and uh, they Is it pay a spaceship? me. Oh no, I, I don't. I don't. No, it's no no spaceship. It's I. I don't know. It's it's a. Uh, it, I I did not see. It's a box. It's a box. They keep some box down there. How how big of a box are we are we talking like oh, no, big. three to five inches or is it big? It's um it's larger. Uh, you know it's cargo. I uh, maybe maybe three three feet maybe uh, by by three. I uh, I don't know some some uh, some labor laboratory like you know laboratory box they have from one of those those places. Uh, they say is that, it been thick? Yes, though that's the people. Those the, those are, they're the fellows. There's two. There's two of them. They come here every two weeks. That's the company. The the B the B company names it's um gaunt is her name um let me see let me see uh i don't i don't sp- i don't speak to her much uh laura laura gaunt she's uh she and she's the one who paid me and she brings Spell this it. other fellow gaunt 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 is it gaunt or gone gaunt i think something like that gaunt is uh i don't know they don't spell this you know i just I speak to her um laura laura Fair is enough. her name in um this other fellow, a uh, younger fellow in his thirties, McCasson or something. McCaslin. Brent. Mc- yeah, Brent uh, McCaslin. Yes, he's a he's a nice fellow. He's a good fellow. And when did you last see them? Oh, yeah, um, I write I write down. Um, it's been a few weeks. The fourteenth. Okay, this it's the fourth. You have it. It's right there. It's that. Yeah, that's the last. That's the last time. What happened the last time they were out here? Did anything unusual happen? Oh, they usually, they come, they go at night, you see, um, most of the time. I don't, I'm not always here. Okay, all right. I'm, they give me money, obviously. So, um, I'm, Jesus Christ. Yes, I don't know. They, they, they're not here very long. So I don't know why. They, they, um, they take their vehicle. They drive down the access road, drive down to lake. They have these, um, these, uh, suits, uh, scuba, these scuba suits they use. They go into water, right? Uh, but they come out quickly this last time. Not, not very long. Usually it's much longer. I don't know. I don't know what they do though. I don't know. But they come out quickly. And the, from the water, they drive away faster than they usually. It's a short, short visit these guys do. So the water's actually okay to swim in? Oh, no, or it's very they... bad. <laughs> don't swim in the water. It's a, we had a flock of geese here last winter. They come because it was a snow. The geese, they land in the water. They all get burned. It's like a, uh, it's like acid burn. It's bad, bad water. It's uh, a lot of minerals. It's good for harvest, but not for. Do not swim in the water. So not scuba, with a something full... else. Oh, they use scuba. I don't know what you call with a, with a full wetsuit, maybe. And they have some sort of suit. They I don't. 
for a dry suit, rather. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm in the office. You know, I, I'm not down. I do not go down there. I, I stay in my office. Would you be able to point out where in the lake it is? Um, I think, so. I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, hey, hang on. Uh, he goes over to the wall. There's a there's a map of the whole lake and just like surveying data of elevation data and whatnot, mm-hmm. which maps mm-hmm. out the whole lake. He looks carefully at the map, um, grabs one of his stray pins, thinks for a moment, and places a little red pin in a position um, near one of the edges of the water, but in one of the deeper sections. And if you look at the elevation contours, uh, the section that he pins is a very very deep part of the pit. He points and to it again with his fingers. Says, this this is where they this is where they leave it. Somewhere in the bottom there. I'm going to pull my phone out and take a picture of that. Yeah, thank you. I, w- I was going to if someone else didn't. <laughs> Actually, it's not. A b- I- I'll-, I'll pull up my phone and do the same thing just so we have uh, multiple records in case something happens. Hey, River, your, uh, your suit, that wouldn't work with scuba, would it? Yeah, it's it's not that kind of suit. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I don't think this is trouble. I know... There's rules, right? We have rules that no one goes in the water. I just make a special ar- arrangement here. Um, I, I testify if you want. I testify if you need to go to court. I, I'm very sorry. I will keep that in mind. But for now, and I, and I, I would have taken pictures of the ledger and the ledger pages and the stack of money. So I have the evidence if I, if I need it. So it's like, don't destroy anything. Don't go anywhere. But for now, I think we have what we need. Agent uh, Redacted, do did you get what you needed from the samples? Yeah, I think so. There might be another EPA agent out here just to, you know, you know, the government wants to do everything in triplicate. Oh, um, do I have to tell her what I told you? No, we weren't here. No. Are you taking the money? No. I, 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 I... I'll, 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 just, I'll just raise an eyebrow at, at uh, Rooster and be like, we don't need it. Okay. No, no, we're not taking the money, but, uh, damn it, I really wanted to intimidate this guy. Uh, I'm just gonna <laughs> sulk and just walk out of the office at this point. So I, I, I can keep the money, yes? Yes, but it's it's possible that this uh, income source may dry up, so be aware of that. Oh, I, oh, I understand, it's not, not a problem. Um, uh, I'm, we keep this between us, right? Unless I need you to testify, we keep this between us. Okay, uh, you, you can trust me. I, I I keep I keep this uh, to myself. Thank you very much. And I'll I'll swing my feet off of his desk at this point and stand up, walk over, and, and offer him a hand to shake. Uh, he kind of tentatively shakes your hand, but gives you kind of a firm shake. Yeah, yeah. And I I I, I return the shake firmly, but not like hard or anything. Just a, a very you know, we are two people making a deal. He gives you gives you yes. a long <laughs> couple nods. It gives you a look a look of relief on his face, basically. Hmm. And I'll I'll actually go back over to the map and just look at it again for a moment with with my hands slipped into my trouser pockets. It, it looks like if you drove the access road that circles the lake at the very end of the access road, this this stops at the the deepest part of where the pit is. So it, it just goes down. It drops down to uh, who knows what the depths are. It's several several hundred meters deep, perhaps. My God, they must be very good divers to be able to get down there. Okay. Interesting. Out of character. Isn't that the kind of depth that you would need to have pressurized stuff because yeah. yeah. you get the bends coming back up from? Yeah, you couldn't dive at 300 meters. And they have, they have special suits to get to that level. So who knows how far they're actually diving. 
but the section that he pinned yeah they, they would have to deep. yeah they would have to have special suits and probably special air tanks as well with mm-hmm. a it's a nitrogen heavy yeah. a more nitrogen heavy mix yeah i'd have to ask my family they do more diving than i do <laughs> all right so once once i've had a good look at it and like have fixed it in my memory along with the pictures i'll i'll nod again to our our new friend and uh, step out into the the late afternoon sunlight. Uh, Jesus returns to his desk and as you're leaving, he quickly puts that money in the ledger away again as fast as he can and kind of straightens things up at the desk. Gives you a nervous smile as you all leave his office. <laughs> as soon as as all three of them are out and the door closes, I'm going to open the door again, stick my head back in, and do the two finger my eyes at his eyes like I'm watching you thing. He gulps a little to himself and looks right <laughs> at you with a little, little, little nervous look in his face. It just nods. And I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give him this stone face. Just I'm watching you. Don't even kind of thing. Walk back out. Shake my head and sulkily walk out to the car. All right. So you all return well, to the vehicle. It- um, as you look, Eric Hayes is not parked nearby, but looking around the corner, he's still at that little souvenir shop. That's where he's left his vehicle. Where his vehicle sits. You think on on our way back we should stop and I can give him this shirt? I think it might be a little bit big on him, but if you want. <sighs> I should have gotten two. I'll get him something good later. Very, very nice of you. Alright. And I'm I'm gonna climb up into the into the Range Rover and just like close the door and be like <sighs> Well, now I think we have our in to uh, Ben Thick. Alright, so um where are the four you want to head next? Uh, want well, to or going to? Uh, let's say it is now, it's a 4.30, 4.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, I, I want to know more about what's in the lake. I want to go out to the pharmaceutical company, and I want to get the body snatching done, but it is not the right time for any of those three. The body snatching's got to happen tonight, right? Like, that's a thing today. We can't put that one the off. The sooner the better on that, I think. I would like to go down to the lake and just not get near the water but just take a look around so one thing you can do you can look at it but to get anywhere near it you'd have to get go through a locked fence there's a gate with a locked fence which clearly there's ways to get through that fence i mean obviously right i mean so if you want to get close to the water you actually have to open a fence and drive down to where you get water access so you can view it from up here but you can't touch it or sample it until you go through that gate all right. I was just checking to see if I have like a spotting scoop or something. If it was my truck, I'd have bolt cutters. It's just a locked gate. It's not razor wire on top or anything. It's a pretty simple locked gate with a single single padlock. Uh, and you know the fellow who manages the site who perhaps uh, is going to let you in. Oh, he is our new best friend. He'll let us do anything we want at this point. <laughs> I'm just going to walk over, kneel down and put my hands out, like giving a boost. Just kind of look at him expectantly. Oh, River? Coming back the other side might be a trick, though. No, if I come with you. We can wait on this. All right. Where would you guys like to travel next? You have a couple different options. Geographically, you're in the southeast corner of the county. And if if you wanted to go, just hypothetically, you want to go to the nearest location, uh, the GPS coordinates you've been given for that green box is actually not too far from, from here. It's out in the countryside, sort of the northeast of where you currently are. The only thing is, I, I am want, not I would, taking Hayes mm, there. Yeah, we'd want need to lose Hayes if we want to do that. And how do you want to lose him? He seems to just want to go wherever you guys are. I mean, I made a joke about Caltrops earlier. I was thinking the same thing. 
before we leave, we we haven't have we passed him yet? Are we in the car? Can we plan before we go? You're in the car. You have not driven to his location. You're just talking in the car. Yeah. All right. I've got a really stupid, really fun idea. Let's hear it. One of us is going to go talk to him, lean on the car, talk to him, mm-hmm. and be all friendly and catch his attention while someone else goes and cuts off the air spigots off his tires. You don't even need to cut it if, if you have a pair of pliers. One of us goes and slashes his tires so he can't follow us while someone else is keeping him occupied. So, who wants to do what? That would probably get him really upset with us. Do we want to do that? It's just going to make him more on, on us the next time he does catch up to us. And he will catch up to us. We're we're here for a while. I think we save the the tire sabotage until we really need to get rid of him in a hurry. And I don't think we're at that point. I mean, there's just yet. there's just one of him. If we split up, then he, he can't follow all of us. Uh, how would you like to split up? Exactly. We're out in the middle of BFE with one car. Well, not, not right now. Rory, did you want to go back to the hospital today? It probably wouldn't hurt. I might, if I don't hear anything from anyone there, it'll probably be fine. I did leave them my number in case anything changes drastically. I mean, he's still pretending he's helping us. You know, we can ask him to give you a ride. That's true. That's actually not a bad idea. Have him, hey, you give me a lift back to the hospital. They're going somewhere else. When we went to the hospital last time, was Hayes, did he go into the hospital or did he stay in the car? As far as you know, he stayed in his car. So tomorrow we need a second car because then what we can do if we need is stop somewhere while he waits outside. We go in, come out the back, get in the other car and go. Okay, that works for tomorrow, but we need to lose him tonight. Here's here, here's the thing. Aside from the body snatching, I'm not pleased with how comfortable I'm getting saying that, but here we are. Aside from that, what do we need to lose him for today? It's a bit late in the day to go out to the pharmaceutical company. We are not going to the to the green box until we have the body. I mean, we could just head back to either the hospital or the hotel, do some basic research, wait till tonight, see if he's still if he's still stocking our car while we're at the hotel, figure something out then. Yeah, if he's if he's staying on us like late tonight, I would I would say that we do the body snatching at around ten or eleven. This is a small town; it'll shut down early. Well, and it you know it's still early early enough. We can probably get another car this evening. The other question is: Are we going to need to ditch the car that we put the body in? That will depend entirely on how on how well we're able to keep the body from oozing. I think, Rory. Are we going to be able to keep this thing from oozing? I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be in a body bag, or we'll have a body bag nearby we can put it in. It It is at uh, the morgue. It's at the morgue, I'm assuming, in the freezer. <laughs> they, they've they they've got body bags at the morgue. I, I Trust me on that. Yeah. I, so, I don't know. Most of my dead body experience is much closer to the death part assuming and farther nothing, away yeah. from morgues. Assuming there's nothing that's changed about the body, did you look at it all, River, or no, when you were there? Uh, yes, I did. No, you didn't. Didn't I? You looked at the I autopsy You reports. said you were afraid to and didn't. Okay. You, just the paper. You're right. Okay. So unless there's something that's changed about the body after death that we don't know about yet, it should be pretty simple just to put the bag in the body. Taking, getting it out of there while we're right next to the police station is going to be one thing. Um <laughs> 
And, and that's why I say we do this at 10 or 11 at night and we see if there's a back door that we can go in and out of. Yeah. 10 or 11 might be too early. Midnight? 1 a.m.? I am more of I am more of an early morning riser than a late night person, but I can make an exception. Well, I mean, at, at, at 1 in the morning, there's less chance that somebody will see us, but if somebody does see us, there's more chance they'll think something weird is going on. We're going to be coming out of the coroner's office carrying a body bag. I, I think we're we're already pretty stuck on the something weird is going on. Well, I mean, probably there are people who come out of the coroner's office with body bags every once in a while. We need a hearse. They don't keep them there forever. <laughs> I'm not kidding. We need a hearse. That's not a bad idea. I'm writing that down that River said that wasn't a bad idea. Good. <laughs> Write that down. Mark it, mark it in the history books. But, but I don't think they... they Hurts rents hearses. A, I, I don't think we're going to be able to rent a hearse, and then B, that's going to make it more official, and I would really prefer to keep this unofficial. Who said it needs to be official? I just said we need the car. Hearses are very big and hard to hide, and unusual enough that people would notice. So we get it, we use it, we ditch it. If you have a lead on where to get a hearse, I would very much like to hear it. There's got to be an undertaker or a funeral home in town somewhere. Does anyone want, want to check? I'm, I'm in process. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 I'll open up my phone. Yeah. Rooster's on his phone. It, there's about two or three funeral homes, and each of those has their own, yeah, their I've, own hearses. Probably a couple of them in the fleet. Yes. The problem with that, though, is that we would have to rent them from them, no. and they will want to know what we're doing. Not or steal them? Uh, that's what I'm thinking. We take uh, it at night. We take it at night. We... Use it, get it to the green box, and then drive out, dump it in a ditch, wipe it clean, and it goes on the report as a stolen vehicle, and none's the wiser. Some some kid stole a hearse and took it for a joyride. I suppose my question is, why a hearse in particular? Because then um, if anybody sees us at 10 or 11 taking a body out of the morgue and putting it in a hearse, it's a lot less obvious than throwing a body in the back of a Range Rover. Yes, but the next question will be, why are you working outside of regular funeral home hours when this, there aren't a whole lot of fresh deaths? Do they have normal hours? I thought that was a thing they, like, hearses are creepy night shit. Funeral homes usually work regular hours. Because most people don't want to, like, work around dead bodies in the middle of the night. Fucking civvies. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I, I I think that a hearse will be more obvious than than we want, honestly, because it is an enormous vehicle in the middle of everything. Damn it! So I we do have a monster mobile. Yeah. We do have yes, the option of like we're still at the pit right now, right? Yeah, you still yeah. Uh, we still have the option of seeing if Hayes can give me a ride to the hospital if we can come up with some reason that you guys can't drive me there, and then you guys could go to the green box. Easy car trouble. I have one more one more option for you. Agent Rory, I think intelligence is also an idea in this game, right? Give me a roll for your intelligence. My just my like stat intelligence? Yeah. Or my sake my human or the, the actual intelligence, rate. yeah. Okay, that one is pretty good. Uh seventy, which is a success. You've got a key ring with eight keys on it that you just picked up today. Yes. Interesting. Do any of them like car keys? Uh, yeah, well, a couple of them are actually two different car keys. Uh, one looks like it's a like a Pontiac GMC brand. The other one looks actually like 
Another GMC, uh, we, but maybe something larger. There's the car at the corner's, corner's house still. But you have two different Could, car keys on that ring. Yeah. For two different So one of, them is probably, one of them is probably his personal car, which is at his house, which we saw. The other one's the coroner's van. We're getting a hearse. <laughs> a coroner's van is not a hearse. It carries dead bodies close enough. But, but the coroner can be called out at you know, odd times of the night sometimes. So that might be a little better than a hearse. And we didn't see that car at his house, so it is probably already downtown near the coroner's office. But if we're doing this at night, you know, it's a little early to be ditching uh, our, our tail. I think probably our best option today, because we're not going to go down to the pit, we're not going to go to the pharmaceutical company, and we are definitely not going to the green box until we have to. I Mostly because I want to limit how many times we go out there in case anyone else is watching. Sure, we ditch Hayes. Maybe someone else has a way of watching us. So I want to limit how many times we go out there and how much time we spend there as much as possible. I mean, ideally, if we just had a back door to our motel room, we'd like to have him sitting there thinking we're inside while we're out uh, doing things that need to be done. They've got windows. Oh, well, but the, tr- but, but, but the trouble with motels. They've got windows. It's just one way out of your front door. It opens up to the parking lot, basically. Yeah, they could do windows on the back end. Do the windows open up uh, wide enough to get out the back? Uh, you could check and see. Sometimes. Let, let me, um, how about this? Rowan, give me a luck roll. Let's see if you remember <laughs> looking at those bathroom windows, how big they might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, 72. It's, it's pretty small, and it doesn't open very well. Yeah. I'm or else small, when, but you not know, that when, small. When we were in the hospital, he was just sitting out front, and I'm sure there's more than one exit to the hospital. This is true. There are. Well, and, and, the hospital and, seems and, like and the again, best chance of ditching him. I think that's going to be a good call. I think you're right. That, but also... It's across town from the coroner's office, though. So, you know, two miles. He's one person. He's not going to be on us all night. So if we're if we're going as late as we were talking about, midnight, one in the morning, he'll be gone or he'll be asleep in his car. I do have an idea. What if at night, one of us leaves, takes the Range Rover to the hospital, assuming he follows us there, the rest of us... If we've already gotten another car, great. You can maybe circle on. And then if I like, say I'm driving to the, I drive to the hospital to Range Rover, park it, go in, go out a back entrance, get picked up by the rest of you in a separate car. If we've got a second car by then, that seems like our best shot. Well, and the hospital isn't far from the coroner's office. Yeah, it is. So if we're, it's cross town. So what, like two miles oh, basically. That? Um, let me get it, a rough. It's a, it's not a big town. Helena is. I know, I know, Montana, but it's not that big a town. Montana doesn't have that many people, so... I know, but it's not, like, right around the corner is what I'm saying. All right, well, while he's looking at that, what do you guys... What's your next destination? Any idea where you want to go? Hotel? Hospital? Other? We could try to pick up the... Try to get the coroner's car sometime without Hayes seeing us. It's better to leave it there if we can check that it's there. It would be better not mm. to take the the van leave it there and just grab it when we need to leave. Or do you mean his yeah, car? And- uh, yeah, his per- I was thinking his personal car. But then again, we need to like kind of split up. Is there a way that we can drive by somewhere, you know, within a few blocks, within like a half a mile from his house, stop like we're getting food? It's almost dinner time. And then one person splits off from the rest of us, goes to get his car, while the, the other three stay yep. stay there or drive to the hospital. Exactly. I will say that I am 
nervous about being in his vehicle because he did drive it home when he left sick. Well, shit. And I'm not sure what the incubation period on this thing is or how much of a viral load you would need in order to get it, but... Uh, Assuming it's even a virus. We're not even sure what how this thing is. But yeah, yeah I, get I thought that. we said it was a fungus. Right. We don't know how much exposure to whatever it is you would need and if there's any of that in the car. Yeah. And I'm using viral load as a broad term. Incorrectly, I'm sure, because I'm not <laughs> medical. <laughs> so if we just need to ditch them for night, one of the easiest ways is... Or the simplest thing to me still seems to give him car trouble in some way or to leave. Doesn't have to be slashed tires. I honestly think that the simplest way to ditch him for a late night operation is go back to the motel and make it look like we're settling in for the night. We're back. We're, you know, doing doing late night reports and whatever, you know, maybe sitting and eating food. But we're done for the night and make it look like that. And then he leaves. And if he doesn't leave, then we work from there. Tell you what, let's go back to the hospital, get him used to us being there, and we can check on how the coroner is doing while we're at it. Then we get dinner back to the motel. Sounds good to me. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Rory. I'm Thomas Ogus, the handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detwiller, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. The Chapter 1 story is based on the scenario Extremophilia, written by Shane Ivey. If you like our story, there's two things you can do to support us. First, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to each new episode of the story, Rowan's written reports for each chapter, as well as access to bonus episodes that explore the background of our characters and the story. And if you can't support us directly, please support us by telling people about us. Uh, Leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Share us on social media. We're on all the usual social media sites as The Redacted Reports. Thanks for listening.